right, good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Monday. We're beginning a new week, and we can't wait to talk about sports throughout the course of this week here on KLEB. We've got a fun 90 minutes of sports talk coming your way, as we always do. In the next segment of the show, we've got Butch Terrio, the head football coach at Homa Christian. The Christian Warriors played their jamboree over the weekend, and we'll let you know how they did in, the, in that segment of the show. Then at noon, we've got Tyler Luce of Terrebonne High School. The Tigers were at the South Lafouche Jamboree, took on um, E.D. White. It didn't go so well for them in that op- in that Jamboree, but the opportunity is to work hard and get better and you know make some things happen, so we look forward to chatting with him about that. Then at 12.15, as we always do on Mondays, we're going to go to Brian Colley of South Lafouche High School and ask him about some things that he's seeing over on campus as the uh, Tarpon football team is rocking and rolling. Volleyball gets started today. Cross country and swimming are preparing to get started, and we'll chat with him about that. Then at the bottom of the show, we've got our weekend W's and L's. We've got our betting picks and all that and more throughout the course of the show. But we had Jamboree Week on Friday, or Jamboree Week on Thursday and Friday, rather, because we had Vanderbilt competing on Thursday. And here are some local scores of interest. In the Lafouche Parish Jamboree, you got H.L. Bourgeois scoring a 13-12 victory over South Lafouche. Again, these are Jamborees. Week 1 begins on Friday, so everybody's 0-0 again. But the teams play 30 minutes worth of football. A usual high school football game is 48 minutes. So roughly uh, two and a half, three quarters worth of a game. H.L. Bourgeois beats South Lafouche 13-12. E.D. White beats Terrebonne 31-7. Those games are both at the Lafouche Parish Jamboree. At the Terrebonne General Jamboree, you got Thibodeau defeating Ellender 28-14. South Terrebonne defeating Central Lafouche 25-3. In the Jamboree on Thursday night out on the river, St. James beats Vanderbilt 14-7. Some other scores from teams ancillary to the area, around the area, in the surrounding area. Central Private beats Homa Christian 14-0. Santamont beats Assumption 14-0. Covenant Christian Academy beats St. John 35-14. And Central Catholic of Morgan City defeats Morgan City 37-0. Couple of takes. Let's start with the Lafouche Jamboree and let's start with South Lafouche because that's where the majority, not all, but the majority of our listenership comes from. HL Bourgeois defeats South Lafouche 13-12. Couple of takes away from the Jamboree. A, let's start with the positive first. The South Lafouche offense is still very good. You lose a bunch, a bunch of dudes to graduation. You know, your quarterback, just clear, your running back, Petrie, or your receivers, Savoie, and uh, uh, Prejean, and all the, you know, the great receivers that they had. Um, Jackson Otan, you're still really good offensively. You know, they've got a good quarterback in, in Carson Ogeron. They've got a good running back in Berg and receiver. The other Berg, Camden and Abram, um, both making plays. You know, you still got Jacob Cura out there. Your offense is going to be in good position. Um, on the flip side to that, the defense showed moments as well. Outside of the two drives where H.L. Bourgeois scored, you pretty much threw them back and had your way with them. So that's good to see. There were some negatives. Offensively, you got to stop committing penalties. There was a drive, actually, it was the first drive of the game where on three straight first downs, the Tarpons committed a penalty. One created a first and 25, which they later converted. And then the other couple created, you know, like first and 20, first and 15. Like, it can't always be first and 1,000. They converted them on that drive and scored a touchdown, but that can't keep happening. That's got to get cleaned up. If you're playing first and 15 or first and 20 the rest of the season consistently, you're going to win two or three games, and it's not going to be a good year. 
you got to clean up those penalty issues. But it's a correctable mistake, right? They're going to work on it at practice. They're going to get that right. Defensively, got to tackle. Got to tackle. For the second straight opportunity seeing these guys, I thought the Tarpons had really good penetration up front. They were getting into the backfield. They were hitting ball carriers at or you know just slightly beyond the line of scrimmage. Weren't getting them to the ground. That has to change. If you're doing all the hard work of getting into the backfield, the least that you could do is reward yourself by getting a tackle for a loss. I think tackling will become up of the utmost importance for the Tarpon defense the rest of the way. You touch the ball carrier, it's got to be like E.D. White. You got to get him on the ground. And then last, the elephant in the room, you got to be able to make an extra point. Um, they attempted one. It didn't look good. It was so far off the mark that they didn't even attempt the second one. They just tried to go for two. You got to figure that out. I don't know if it's the kid that's doing it now or if you got to figure out somebody else, try somebody else, try something else. You got to be able to make an extra point consistently. That's got to be a, we're going to make 18 out of 20. We're going to make, you know, 37 out of 40. That can't be a coin toss. That can't be a coin flip of, oh, sometimes we'll make it, sometimes we won't. That ain't going to work. Because in this district, you're going to play a lot of very close, very competitive games. And if you lose those points, you're going to lose games because of it. Just look at the Jamboree. HL Bourgeois scored two touchdowns. South Lafouche scored two touchdowns. Tie ball game, right? Nope. HL Bourgeois wins 13-12 to because they made the extra point that mattered at the end. So those are just some takeaways. Some correctable mistakes, right? I still think it's going to be a pretty damn good season. Some correctable mistakes, but some mistakes nonetheless. Other takes from the area. E.D. White's ridiculous. Uh, we kind of knew this going in. They're dominant in every phase. They won the Jamboree so easily in part because of special teams. They housed the punt return, took another one to the nine-yard line. <clears throat> They're ridiculous. One take that I actually have from that Jamboree is that I don't think Terrebonne's that bad. You know, they got beat by 24. A lot of folks are saying, oh, man, well, they must not be very good. I don't think they're that bad. I think they've got athletes and some size and can do some things. I think E.D. White was just angry after, you know, having a rough scrimmage against Zachary and just said, you know what, we want to go beat the hell out of somebody, and they took it out on Terrebonne. Over at the Terrebonne General Jamboree, watch some film. Thibodeau's explosive, y'all. Thibodeau's going to be really good. They're going to be really good. They beat Ellender 28-14, to a Jamboree that probably wasn't that close because Ellender kind of got a garbage time touchdown there at the very end to turn a 28-7 to game into 28-14. to um, kind of hit like a Hail Mary play from what I understand to get their last score. Thibodeau's good. They could run the football. They've got a great quarterback, big, powerful offensive line. They have a weapon at kicker. They're going to put it in the end zone on the kickoff every single time, which means that you're going to be having to drive 80 yards on their defense. That's tough to do, so good on them getting that done. South Terrebonne, fun team to watch. New offense, new system. First-year coach Javon Ricks putting it in the end zone three times in that jamboree. He's going to be a load. South Terrebonne is going to be a fun team to watch, and that South Terrebonne versus Terrebonne week one matchup is going to be awfully exciting. That's going to be a big-time matchup. We're going to learn a lot about both of those teams. And you even hear some reports that Central Lafouche is getting better and that they made some strides and that though they lost by 22 in the Jamboree, they were close and were approaching the end zone a couple times and didn't score. And I'd be remiss. If, I mean, Heck, I've talked so much about South Lafouche. Didn't even mention the team that beat them, HL Bourgeois. They get the 13-12 to win. H.L. Bourgeois did something Friday that I think good football teams do. They found a way. They didn't play well. They weren't all that organized. We had Sterling Washington on the sports corner on Saturday, and he explained some of the reasons why. It's not because they're not disciplined or, you know, Sterling's a bad coach. None of that. Sterling's actually a really good coach. 
they were making some mistakes because they hadn't practiced all week last week because of the rain. They don't have a turf field. They were on the grass, couldn't get any work in. So as a result, their substitutions were not fluid. They had 12 guys on the field a couple times. Other times, they had just eight or nine guys on the field and had to rush some guys in and take some delayed games or timeouts. They had offsides penalties and all little things that if we could ever dry out, some things that they could correct, but they found a way. Through that all, they found a way. When they score a touchdown and get a sideline warning and have to move the extra point back to now a 35-yard field goal, they found a way. They banged it home. They did all those little gritty things at the end and found a way. They ended the first half with the score. They ended the second half with the score, and they found a way to get it done. Kudos to them for that. A couple little programming tidbits and notes. Um, we want to welcome a new sponsor to our team at Coastal Broadcasting and also announce a new show that will be rolling out here. After the lights, which will be debuting on Friday, we're going to have a full-fledged 45-minute to one-hour-long post-game show after Tarpon football games. That'll be sponsored by Grandal Shipyard Friday night after the lights. Thanks to the Prejean family for their support of what we're doing here which is trying to promote as many of the kids as we can. So stay tuned for Friday night after the lights, after South Lafouche's home game Friday against St. Edmund. Coach Brian Colley and I will break down all the action around the area in a 45-minute to one-hour-long post-game recap, which you'll be able to hear on 102.7. Also, second, though, we want to thank all of our sponsors, the Blue Boot Foundation, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name, New Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. And Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Rouse's Markets feels like home. And lastly, Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. One more note, and then we'll catch a break. Of course, we all know today is the one-year anniversary of Hurricane Ida and all the devastation that she did to our area. Um, anybody's struggling with today, it's okay. It's fine. It's okay to not be okay. If you're looking through memories on Facebook and are seeing pictures of your roof damaged or whatever it may be, it's okay. Um, sorry, I turned down the mic so I could sneeze. Uh, I'll tell you, man, allergies are, are real. Um, it's okay to not be okay, but understand that this is going to pass and this is going to get better. And, and the message that I'm delivering to you all is this. Today, LCO students are having PE in their gym for the first time since the storm. Every day I look around and I see this business is reopening or that person's reopening or this person who was in a camper is now back in their house. And it's taking time. It's been a year, slowly but surely. We will get back to this. We are Lafouche strong. We're bi-region strong. Lafouche Terrebonne strong. Lafouche Terrebonne assumption strong. Whatever adjective you want to use, we are going to push past this. We are going to be better than what we were six months ago, three months ago, nine months ago, whatever time point you want to use as a point of reference, we're going to get through this, and we're going to get through this together. Kyle Pelt Court at LCO Middle School Gym couldn't, been, couldn't have been named for a bigger stalwart and promoter of LCO Athletics. Very, very well-deserving and awesome that that school is able to get that thing back rolling again. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Butch Terrio of Homo Christian. It's play-by-play -play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. 
Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We're breaking down and recapping everything that happened over the weekend in high school football, and we go to the phone lines right now. We have Homa Christian football coach, Coach Butch Terrio on the line. Coach, good morning, man. How are you? Good morning, man. We're doing great. Thanks for having me on. You are doing great, bro, because, look, a minute ago we were just talking off the air, and you said, hey, it's lunchtime, and I asked, sorry, what are you eating? I'm expecting you to say fish and cheese or meat pies or some of the stuff that we had whenever I was in school. You said y'all got Chick-fil-A. Like, what's up with that, dude? That's it, man. It's Chick-fil-A Monday, man. We That's one thing our kids look forward to is them Chick-fil-A sandwiches every other Monday. <laughs> Very good. You guys had your jamboree over the weekend, took on Central Private. They get the better of you 14 to nothing. Uh, but I'm sure it was a great learning experience. What were some of the things you liked about the way your team competed? 
First thing, man, we, we came out really good, man. We were excited about how the start of the game was going. I mean, we got two, three and outs up on defense. Um, I think on both of their drives, we had tackles behind the line. So uh, we, we did exactly what we practiced to do, and everything was going good. Our offense kind of sputtered a little bit. Um, of course, you know, first play, fumbled, uh, put the ball on the turf, kind of slowed things down, and then uh, just kind of got, you know, just going in like, like we were in a little mud puddle. But we started to pick it up as the game kind of got better. Coach, what were some of the things that Central Private did well that you know gave you guys problems? What were some of the areas that they took advantage of? Well, one thing they took advantage of was our injuries. Um, like I said, after those first two drives, we get to a point of uh, we started cramping a lot. Uh, I was kind of put I put that on myself and not getting my guys prepared with enough drinking during the week of water and hydrating themselves. And uh, so we had to put in some guys that that you know that aren't used to to playing in situations like that. Uh, so, they, like I said, I, I think the only thing they took advantage of us was personnel-wise. You know, on the injury front, you know, you said cramping and everything. Was it all just kind of minor nicks and bruises? Or are you guys expecting to be close to 100% on Friday? We should be back to 100%. I think uh, we're we, we waiting on the results from our defensive end, Evan Savwa. Uh, he twisted his knee a little bit. We don't know uh, the intensity of that. So, he's going to go see a specialist tomorrow and we um, we should get a better report on that. Uh, hopefully it's good. Um, the way it's looking right now, he's still kind of limber and sore. So it looks like we're probably going to have to sit him out this week. So you guys open up with two straight games at home right out of the gate, which, hey, that's a great thing. But I got to tell you, when I was looking at that schedule and doing my show prep, you guys have a grass field. It rains every single day. <laughs> uh, tell us about that. Is your field playable? And, you know, is that going to be a concern as we go forward the next two weeks? Well, yeah, uh, that, that's one of the things that's keeping me from sleeping at night, Casey. I tell you the truth. Uh, yes, it, it, as of right now, it's a, it's a big concern. Uh, we we definitely like looking ahead. We definitely want to play at home Thursday night in front of our own crowd and all that. But we we still have avenues that we we looking to see if we can move it. Uh, it's going to be hard due to the lack of officials in the area to move it to a Friday if we had to. So Thursday night's our deal, and then you know we got. Uh, JV football and we got junior high football all play on those turf fields. Um, but it looked like today we were able to get the grass cut. Uh, our next thing, next hurdle that we have is is to paint paint the field. And if we could get, you know, we we need at least a good, you know, five to six hours of that to get that done. And then uh, if we can get a window of that on Wednesday, then then we can go ahead and play it. So hopefully we get that window and we can go ahead and do that. So I wasn't aware, and actually the LHSA website actually says you guys are playing on Friday. So just to clarify, you said you guys are kicking off against Highland Baptist on Thursday? Yes, we're kicking off Thursday night against Highland Baptist. Uh, we got a call about two weeks ago uh, from the Referee Association asking if we can move our game up Thursday uh, due to a uh, lack of uh, referees in the area. So we, we went ahead and did that. Okay, cool. Um, how does that change your preparation at all? I mean, obviously your Monday practice would probably be what your Tuesday practice would have otherwise been. Did you just kind of move everything up a day? Yes, we actually came in Saturday uh, morning uh, to kind of, and we told the kids right there, instead of it being our normal little film day and, and just kind of getting out the, uh, the kinks and everything, we said, well, t- today uh, is going to be our Monday. And so we just moved everything up and Today's going to be our Tuesday. Tomorrow's going to be our Wednesday. Uh, and then Wednesday's going to be our Thursday. And then we're going to go and play on Thursday night. Very good. Have you seen any tape of Highland Baptist? What are some things they do well? And what are some things you guys got to do well to you know, come out on top? 
I think we, this is going to be a very evenly matched football game. Um, they play a different style that we've seen the last two weeks. Uh, to, uh, the last two weeks we saw uh, guys of just putting athletes in space and everything. So I think they kind of run a little spread, and we're going to have to be very, very disciplined on what we do. Uh, and I think if we actually do that, I think we're going to have some good success on both sides of football. Uh, I think that we could be out, we could out talent them, uh, but uh, uh, would consider they very disciplined and doing the right things. And we just we just have to stay focused on our game plan. Coach, uh, give us you know rundown of you know some of your strengths so far. You played a scrimmage, you played a jamboree. What are some of the things you think you guys do well so far? Well, I, I, I like our, our number one defense. Uh, I think when we got our guys up there on our first first line of defense, we're very strong. We're we very physical. We fly around the football. I feel very confident that, like you said, playing you know, high A and low double A football, we don't have the numbers if we, uh, to keep them just playing defense. They, those guys got to go to the offensive side, so they get kind of tired as, as we go. But uh, I'm, I'm very excited about our defense, and I'm very uh, excited about our running game. Coach, tell me about this. Was you, know, you said a minute ago cramping was an issue, and you said that you blamed yourself. Well, look, I'm going to throw you a lifeline here. You, you guys have the grass field. You can't practice, and you can't do a whole lot of stuff the exactly. other people do. How do you make up for that? Do you go and run You know, the bleachers in the gym? Well, heck, you guys don't have big bleachers in the gym either. Like, How do you guys make up for that? Well, that, that, that's, that's something that I uh, took time on the weekend and said, you know, what was the cause of it, you know, what do we have to do? What do we have to do better? One is we have to drink a lot more water during school time and not just in the afternoon. But one of my main concerns, just like you brought it up, is, you know, when it rains, we come inside, we get in the gym, and we have air conditioners. So, you know, we're not as hot, so we're not hydrating as much. And, you know, the sprints ain't as hard and stuff like that. And we're not as practicing as hard or as long. So I don't think we will get as tired as we needed to, to to refresh and to drink water and to keep drinking water and hydrate. And I think that was – the main concern i think if we would have been outside all week and drinking water like we do normally at practice and, and do what we were supposed to do i don't think that issue would have came up very good coach a couple of keys to victory man week one you're at home playing on thursday night what are some of the keys to victory man you know we got to control that line of scrimmage and, and ball security and i think if we we could do that i think you know i think we're gonna put a w on the board sounds like a winner bro thanks so much for the time enjoy that chick-fil-a bro Thank you, Casey. I appreciate it. Yep, that is Coach Terrio with Homa Christian doing a wonderful job. So good to know that they're playing Thursday night against Highland Baptist. Y'all, I'm telling you, um, and this is not a complaint <laughs> at all. This is not a complaint. Um, there are going to be games that are going to be moving from Fridays to Thursdays because of what he just said a minute ago. There's just not enough referees to go around. So if you hear us read the schedule and say, hey, this team is scheduled for Friday, but you actually have information that it's actually on a Thursday, just let us know. Shoot us a note. Let us know. We'll correct our mistake. This is going to be a little bit of a fluid situation because of the referee shortage. So Homa Christian will be playing on Thursday at home against Highland Baptist. HL Bourgeois will also be playing at home Thursday against Lafayette. So their field for Homa Christian over at Val High is going to be occupied. And then also Tom B. Smith will be occupied. So we look forward to seeing both of those schools, I may catch both of those games, to be honest with you, try to catch as much of it as I can. Let's catch a break here on play-by-play. When we get back, we're going to have um, Coach Lewis, Coach Tyler Lewis over at Terrebonne High School on the line to break down the way his team competed over in the Lafouche Parish Jamboree. They took on E.D. White, came up on the wrong end of the scoreboard, but did some good things. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. 
Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more game time more first times, more crunch time, more face time, and more party time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We thank Butch Terrio for his time in the last segment of the show with Homa Christian. Now we go to the phone lines again, and let's talk some Terrebonne High School football with Tyler Lewis, who's on the line now. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Afternoon, guys. I'm doing well. How are you? We're doing fine, man. Uh, we were at your uh, your jamboree on Friday against E.D. White. Mm-hmm. Some good and some bad. You guys fall on the wrong end of the scoreboard. But at the end of the day, you were also facing a really damn good football team, too. Talk about the way you guys play, man. I completely agree. Uh, E.D. White is a great ball club. Um, they brought a lot of guys back coming off of their state run-up run um, from last season. Um, you know, we did some things well, of course. Um, you know, defensively, we had a great 
first half uh, kind of got uh, on, the, on the tired end of the stick towards that second uh, half of the Jamboree. Offensively, we started slow but started to pick it up in the second half. Uh, but we made mistakes. We made some mistakes. And, and, and when you're going against a great team like Edie White, they're going to capitalize over those mistakes, uh, 21 points off of our mistakes for sure. Um, so, But we're we cleaning it up as we speak and uh, getting ready for week one. Special teams, I'm sure, is a big point of emphasis. They house a punt. They take another one back to the nine-yard line. Those things just can't keep happening. Yes, yes, yes. We, we're cleaning. We definitely had to clean that up. Uh, we made some personnel change and some ways, some ways we do things uh, on the punt team. Met with staff on yesterday. Um, met with special team coordinator uh, just to fix some things up. Uh, just more, more of a. It, it was more of a. You know, put more effort into what we do. So, uh, like I said, we're cleaning it up. Uh, we'll definitely, this week is more emphasis on on taking care of the ball, more on having pride on special teams and then moving forward. Man, I got to tell you, you guys got some guys who are very dangerous and can do a lot of explosive things with the ball. I was super impressed with Billy out on Friday and, you know, a couple of your running backs and your quarterback handled the ball well. You could see where, you know, offensively when things are humming and they're clicking, you guys could be very powerful. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Like I said, if if uh, if we if we can start fast and, and stay consistent, we're going to be okay offensively. We have a lot of weapons with Tyler Billiot. Evan uh, Oliver and then Quincy McKay and then Jace Johnson does a great job out of the backfield. Uh, we didn't have Zamar and Aldridge, uh, who brings a different type of speed um, last week, um, but we expect him to be back this week. Um, but, yeah, if, if we can eliminate the mistakes and get going fast, we're going to be okay offensively. Week one, you're taking on South Terrebonne, big rivalry matchup. They're feeling good about themselves. They got a victory in their jamboree over Central Lafouche. You've had a couple of days to watch the tape. What are some of the challenges you're going to be facing, bro? Oh, yeah. I mean, ST, ST, like I said, they have a great coach, and I'm pretty sure that his staff will be prepared uh, for us come this come Friday. Um, they do have a, uh, a skilled guy that took uh, two returns back um, on special teams, number six. Um, and, it, and um, I mean, he, he, he has speed. He, he, he looks strong on film. Their D-line is a big D-line. Uh, they do eat up a lot of space. Um, so, you know, we're just going to have to find ways to work around them and ways to containing uh, number six. Without asking you to give away too much of your game plan, I got a feeling you guys may be kicking the football away from number six at times, if I had to guess. <laughs> uh, when he showed up film, you definitely don't want the, want the ball in his hands because uh, he has the capability of scoring it. And uh, we didn't do a great job of covering uh, – especially punts last Friday, so uh, I don't <laughs> I don't anticipate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you, brother. Um, talk about the mindset and the mood, because look, man, you know, it, it was a game that, you know, the scoreboard was kept, but you're still 0-0 zero zero again, and how do you, you know, were, were the boys upbeat and were they positive, or was it a situation well, where you had to kind of pick them back up? A lot, a lot of, I, we had to pick them up. A lot of our kids, they're young, they're not, they're not, they're, they're really, some of them don't understand it just yet, and uh, we have some freshmen that play for us, and they're not used to losing. Uh, you know, they won a lot of games at the junior high next door. So their mindset is different, Coach. We're not losing another one. We're not losing another one. We're going to get better. We need to fix it. So, I mean, they're more of picking, picking each other up than what, what my staff have to do. All we're doing is fixing the, the slight mistakes we have to have to fix on our end. Um, but uh, we're at a point where our kids are really correcting themselves and, and really want to be a, a great ball club. What was it like for you? You know, you have the headsets on, the scoreboard running, the clock stopping after every first down, the play clock on. That was your first time experiencing that. What'd you learn, bro? 
it, it, it was definitely a different feel. I have to remember that that um, <laughs> I'm no longer a position guy. I like because as a position guy, it's a certain way I position myself on the field to be able to see things. I got to know that I need to be closer to the line of scrimmage more. <laughs> um, but it was it was a cool feel. It was different. Uh, uh, like I say, my my guys, my my staff is very prepared. They, they they really understand their roles. They really help out a lot. So a lot of the things I don't really have to worry about other than just probably showing up and make sure that I can control the game and control uh, how we handle a lot of things. We had Butch Terrio on in the last segment of the show, and they have a grass field, and he was telling me, look, man, we gassed out in our jamboree. We can't work. We can't go outside because we tear up our field and you'll make a mud bowl out of our field. You guys are in the opposite end of the spectrum. You got the turf. Conditioning-wise, are you satisfied with where you sit? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. We we're, we we have the turf. Uh, lightning put us back. And we lose some time on the field because of the lightning, um, but for most part, we're able to use our field. Uh, you know, and and you can tell, you could have saw in special teams, we weren't able to really get our special teams rolling because of some of the delays we had um, in our schedule, practice schedule last week, and it showed um, on our, on that end. Um, but um, once lightning, and once we were able to get on the field, we can get our practice rolling. You know, it's just hard to cover a special team in the gym. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. I understand. What are a couple of keys to victory, bro? Taking on South Terrebonne will be a big matchup. They're explosive, and you, you was talking about them earlier. What are some of the keys? What are some things you got? You guys got to do well. Uh, well, we have to we have to be disciplined. We have to eliminate the mistakes. Uh, we can't have penalties. We can't turn the ball over. We have to be consistent offensively, moving the ball. We have to be consistent defensively, or making stops. Uh, we just, you know, we have to be, uh, like I said, just basically disciplined and sound, man, when you're playing a team like South Terrebonne with a head coach like Aaron Babbitt um, because, you know, I know he preaches his kids for being, you know, being the same. So, um, you know, like I said, we can get offense moving fast and keep them moving fast and, and, and just eliminating the penalties, you know, the holding calls. That's going to stop our offensive flow. Um, and then we will be okay. I got to ask you, man, your defense played super well the first half of the Jamboree, and you kind of mentioned it a minute ago. Was it fatigue? Was it a situation where they were just kind of demoralized because the scoreboard had flipped? Was it maybe a combination of both? I, I, I think I think it was a little bit of fatigue. You know, 15 minutes is a long time yeah. to play a scrimmage and then uh, and a long time. And then we didn't get off well offensively, so we were on the field a lot. Um, in that first half, and then you know we have we have two kids that's 330 plus pounds that's doing a great job for us. One is a freshman, one is a junior. Uh, you know, once those guys you know got a little fatigued, things start to slow, uh, start to uh, speed up for Ed White wise in the run game. Of course, you know they're very successful in their run games. Um, so you know we have to find a way to uh, get our guys some breaks and get our guys in a better rotation up front. And I think we have that game plan already set to help us out as well. Very good, my friend. Well, look, we thank you so much for the time. Good luck in week one, buddy. All right. Appreciate you guys. Yep, that is Coach Tyler Lewis with Terrebonne. I don't read a whole lot into that result because, look, I already knew E.D. White was good and we're going to be good. And I already, you know, kind of had an idea that they would be favored to likely win in that jamboree. But when you watch the way that it went, like it wasn't just, Okay, Terrebonne kicks it to EDY. EDY drives and goes straight down the field, running and getting seven, eight yards a pop. That's not what it was. It was just, and look, not to discredit EDY, they won 31-7. to But at times, offensively, they were trying to run their option attack, and, and Terrebonne was saying, to hell with this, and throwing them in the backfield for losses. Like 
offensively until the second half, E.D. White was struggling. They were getting forced turnovers. They were getting punt returns for a touchdown. They were getting another punt return that went to the nine-yard line. So yardage-wise, for the first good 15 or so minutes, it was about even. Then the second half, the you know the dams broke, the floodgates broke, and everything of the sort. And E.D. White took over complete control. But there were some bright spots, even though Terrebonne lost by 24. There were some bright spots where, hell, in the future, heck, this week when they're playing South Terrebonne, just kick the damn ball out of bounds if you have to, if you're struggling to cover kicks. Get that defense back on the field in some good situations, and you could see where a team with as many athletes as they have could be in position to do some proficient things. The Billy I kid at wide receiver is really good. The running back that they have runs really hard. They've got a big offensive line. Their quarterback spreads the ball out a lot, manages the offense a lot. They are in position to be a really, really fun team. Um, so we'll see how that goes. We'll, we'll see certainly how Terrebonne shakes out. They're taking on South Terrebonne on Friday. That'll be a good matchup both ways. We're going to learn a whole lot both ways. I like straight up both ways. We're going to figure something out. Are the Gators ready to contend in 4A? If they beat Terrebonne on Friday, I'm going to be really ready to say yes. Whereas if Terrebonne puts it on them on Friday, eh, maybe we got to revisit and kind of move them to the middle uh, of, the, of the local 4A district. That's going to be a matchup that's going to be telling. And we've chronicled this throughout the summer and into now. There are going to be a lot of matchups on Friday that are going to be very telling of where a lot of these local teams stand. In the next segment of the show, we're going to South Lafouche High School, and we're having Brian Kale. He's going to be part of our high school football broadcast throughout the course of the season, which is a reminder, join us Friday night. South Lafouche will be taking on St. Edmund in the opener of the regular season. Our coverage will begin at all around 6.30 or so, opening kick at 7 o'clock. Our broadcast will be sponsored by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, and Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals. Our broadcast will also be sponsored by Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, and also Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge, Division A. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to Brian. We're going to ask him about the Tarpons Jamboree, some things he thinks South Lafouche needs to clean up, and then also some other things that are happening around the athletic department. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. 
Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Hello friends and family, Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. A grade C is just average. A grade B, better. But an A? An A is excellent. And an A is what Thibodeau Regional earned for patient safety from the LeapFrog Group, a leading healthcare quality and safety organization. This A in patient safety is yet another confirmation of Thibodeau Regional's commitment to providing patients with the highest quality, safest care. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We go to the phone lines now for our third and final call-in guest of the show. That would be South Lafouche Athletic Director Coach Brian Colley, who's also our color analyst for our high school football coverage, which will continue on Friday when South Lafouche takes on St. Edmund. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Good afternoon, Casey. Doing well. How are you doing? Doing fine, man. Look, we both covered the Jamboree together on Friday night, and I feel like it's going to be one that you can wash away pretty quickly because, you know, the result didn't count, but... Boy, if it would have been a regular season game, that would have stung because the Tarpons kind of gave it away. Had a, a two-score lead, you know, give up the score before half, then have chances to put it away in the second half. Then you have one offensive drive where 
you know, you're punting fourth and almost 40 because of center exchange issues. And then another drive where you drive all the way down, can't convert on fourth and one, and then they scored the end and beat you. BJ said it on Saturday. It stings a little bit. It doesn't count, but boy, you would like to put that one in the win column. Yeah, look, whenever you're playing, I don't care if it's chess or horseshoes, football, basketball, whatever, you want to win. Uh, you got a school board out, you keep in school for a reason. And, you know, you, uh, you're out there, you prepare all week, and you want to. You want to come away with a victory. And, you know, the thing is, it's a jamboree. It doesn't really count. You have some good, some bad, some things, you know, the Tarpons are going to work on this week and uh, some good things. You know, they took that opening kickoff and they drove down the field and overcame uh, some some penalties and different things and uh, converted. I think they had like one time, I was first and 25 or first and 30, whatever it was, and got a couple of big plays and ended up punching in the end zone. Then, you come back, you know, you get a stop and come back and score again. You go up 12 nothing, and things are looking pretty good. And, uh, you know, just uh, HL broke a couple of you know, big plays and got back into the game. And um, that extra point, you know, kicking game paid off for them at the end. Tell me about this. It was, you know, I mentioned this in the top on the intro of the show, the penalty situation. You coach football for a long time. How would you approach that? Because, yes, you did overcome the penalties and, you know, you converted first and thirty, and you converted, you know, converted first and fifteen a couple times, and that's awesome. But that's also not sustainable. How do you approach that? And let them know, hey man, we've got to be more sound. This can't keep happening. Well, you show them exactly what happened. You know, you say, look, we cannot afford these penalties. And I know, I, look, I'm at practice a few times. I see them; they, they're working on it. Just you know, going on the different counts and things like that, and uh, it comes becomes mental, and you just gotta keep grinding at it, keep working, and you know, you got to let these guys know if penalties can come and cost you. And look at, uh, I'm sure HL saying the same thing on their side because they had a, uh, some penalties. And uh, a lot of it is, you know, it's correctable, but it should not happen. Uh, at least the Tarpons, you know, uh, they didn't get called for, you know, too many men on the field. I had to waste time out and stuff like that. So that, that's a positive. But just got to get back and work at things. And, you know, hopefully we can uh, get that corrected pretty soon. One of the big bugaboos is they've got to figure out how to make an extra point, or and if they can't, they got to figure out you know how to convert two point conversions because you know they they tried it on Friday and it, it didn't look good. Now BJ said Saturday on the sports corner the kid makes them in practice and got to take him at his word for that. You know you know they're going to continue to to you know make that effort to make it work. But bro, those are valuable points, man. That has to be damn near an automatic. Yeah, you know I was at practice a few times and I've seen him kicking and he he can make them. There's no doubt. It just uh, maybe a little bit pressure, and you know you might want to look at some things and putting pressure on them in, in practice, put more pressure uh, at practice time on it to see if he can get these kicks because uh, that's definitely going to be needed. And you cannot have, you know, you cannot in a high school level go up uh, line up for two every single time. You know, it's just the odds are just going to work its way against you. So uh, hopefully they can get that correct, and I'm sure they're going to work hard at it this week. And you know they have a plan going forward. Tarpon offense looked really good. You know, I don't want to harp too much on the negative. Offense looked really good. Uh, quarterback Ogeron played well, went through his reads well, made plays with his arm and his legs. The receivers were good. We saw some big plays from uh, Berg, big number 13, then also Curall, and then the, the running back Abram Berg made some plays, catching the ball as well, and then also running the ball. Tarpon offense showed that, hey, man, like they're going to be able to score some points. We're, we're over here talking about the kicker. That's probably a good problem if you're kicking a lot of extra points because that means you're scoring a lot too. Tarpons do have an explosive offense. 
It, they, they do, and you know it's well thought out of and well planned. And uh, you know, Coach Young's going to take what the defense is the defense is going to give us, and I think he, you know he does a great job at it. And you're right, you know, a lot of these kids came in and they had some pretty good games and uh, pretty good game, and hopefully they can continue that. But uh, our skill guys are going to have to carry us, and you know, Abram Berg uh, running that football still, he's going to be a load to uh, to bring down. And offensive line just got to give him a little hope. Because the way he runs, he, he can gain three or four yards on a carry, and that's that's huge, and it helps you stay ahead of the chain, and that opens up your passing game even more where you can uh, you know throw in passes where it's not necessarily a, a passing down, and that opens up your receivers even more. St. Edmunds is coming in on Friday. They're a 1A school, and I'm, I keep warning everybody, they're not a 1A school that's coming in here to get slaughtered. They are historically a playoff-bound opponent. They are a team that's got some skill. You've actually watched a little bit of film. What are you seeing? What are some of the things they do well? Uh, first off, they're a little, they're a little, look a little small on film. Uh, they got a running back, a couple of them who are quick that can really go. Uh, they're gonna, they through a lot of things on offense. Actually, they, they run a variety of things. You know, they, they like to pull their guard and tackles a good bit. And the, these running backs, when if the hole is not there, they quit to bounce it on the outside. So the Tarpons are definitely going to have to be, you know, have somebody on the outside contain and forcing everything back in. Uh, passing game, they, they throw little short passes. They can't throw it deep at times. But uh, they, I think they want to try and establish the runs first. And if that's not there, they'll uh, rely on the, the short passing game. And I think their coaching staff does a great job of mixing things up. It's not just, you know, you can see run, 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 run. Uh, if they need to, they're going to try and find what's going to work for them. So Tarpon's going to have to be ready um, on the defensive side. and <clears throat> Definitely have to contain those running backs and uh, not let them out in space. They also like a screen game where they try and hit their receivers outside on some screens. And uh, defense is like a 4-3 front that they play. And, again, kind of small, but they, uh, they kind of they attack. You know, they're not scared. And, uh, it, you know, hopefully the Tarpons are not taken by surprise. Well, they're a little smaller team because uh, if you're not ready for it, they'll, they'll definitely punch you in the mouth. Look at you. I asked you for to give me a rundown of St. Edmund, and you gave me two minutes of, like, very insightful stuff. Man, you've been doing your homework watching your film, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I ain't coaching basketball anymore. <laughs> I got to watch basketball film. I've been watching a good bit of, of football, and – uh you know, trying to prepare for Friday night, just like these coaches do, and uh, I'm sure they're going to have a good game plan coming in. Yeah, that's awesome. So talk about this, man. You and I were both in a meeting with Truck on Friday that's going to be big to the future of our station, and I rolled it out earlier in the show. After the lights presented by Grandal Shipyard, I know I'm excited. I know you're excited. You were a big part of this coming to light, and we're both super grateful to the Prejean family and GIS for making this happen. Brother, this is a really cool thing we're going to be doing. Yeah, it is. I'm looking forward to it. You know, thanks to Grand Isle Shipyard for stepping up and, you know, sponsoring that for us because we're just going to keep promoting our, our student athletes. And, you know, a lot of times when people are on the way home and uh, maybe we'll stop them from going to another station to listen to some uh, some scores where we can give them scores and talk about our tarpons and get, you know, our coaches on there and uh, maybe some of our kids and, you know, just keep promoting them and, Hopefully, give them something uh, entertaining to listen to uh, on the way home. Where uh, you know we'll let them know our next opponent's coming up and uh, what they're doing and things like that. So, uh, looking forward to it, and hopefully, uh, we can put a good product out there for people. Oh yeah, we got that. So, 
Look, man, I got to ask you because you're going to get asked a million times because LCO opened their gym officially today. PE's back in there. They're playing, you know, volleyball and everything in back in there. So obviously the next domino that should be falling, knocking on wood in the coming months, would be South Lafouche. Uh, what's been going on, brother? Give us an update on the facilities out there. Uh, well, the press box is still working on that. Uh, October 9 is a deadline, and hopefully this rain can stop and uh, you don't have to add any more days to their contract. But uh, as far as the jams, Casey, I, uh, I'm not seeing any time soon. The last I heard, we were, supposedly we were next for the roof, but I think they may be going to Golden Meadow Middle School now because uh, their roof needs also to be repaired, and I think it's starting to uh, compromise the structure of the building from what I understand. So that they're going to go ahead and do uh, maybe go the metal first, then they're going to come and do uh, you know our gym, uh, our roof second. But uh, hopefully they can get done sooner than later. But uh, right now we're just kind of waiting to see. Uh, they were supposed to start on our roof last week, and that hasn't been done yet. So uh, we'll wait and see. Hopefully it can start real soon, and we can get our gyms back. And look, on the football end of things, man, look, I mean, we made it work. I mean, sure, we would have loved to be in our press box, but we made it work. We, were, we set up our little tent. The officials were there. They still had a sound system and music. And, you know, if you wouldn't have known that the press box was broken, you would have never been able to tell. We pulled it off, and, and, and kudos to you and everybody involved in the planning of that. We, we made it happen. Yeah, you know, it, it worked out well. Just uh, think we need a little bit light under that tent. It was kind of dark <laughs> for me. <laughs> I don't know about you, but uh, – yeah, we you know we made it work, and uh, Coach Young got uh, his staff together, and they made sure they had a you know a PA uh, system ready to go where they can play their music. And uh, Isaac Dontan does a great job announcing that game on the PA system. So yeah, all things were good. I think Jamboree went off uh, without a hitch. Volleyball at home today. I'm going to ask you to give me a location for that game, and then also swimming and cross country are preparing, but haven't yet started. That'll be in the coming weeks. Right, volleyball is at home today. I think it's at the Cutoff Youth Center. They're playing covering Christian. And I think they have another game tomorrow on the road. And maybe I think another one later in the week probably on the road. But uh, Cutoff Youth Center today, I think 4 o'clock, the uh, JB kicks off. Varsity is going to follow. Uh, swimming, I believe their first meet is the day after Labor Day next week. And cross country is also the same. I think it's next Saturday, their, their first uh, meet. So, uh Fall sports are up and running. Love to hear it, brother. Thanks so much for the time, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Have a good day. Yep. That is Coach Brian Colley with South Lafouche High School doing a wonderful job, as always, man. He is uh, – look, I'm proud of my friend, man. Let, let, let me just shout this out right out of the gate, and I don't know if he's going to hear this. Sometimes he listens back to the show. Sometimes he doesn't. I'm proud of my friend because – he organized something that was one of the coolest things that you ever see. And, and God dog it, I, I wanted to ask him about this and didn't. Um, young Ryan Boudreaux got the thrill in the moment of a lifetime. And I'll just kind of lead off my weekend W's and L's by giving a W. And we're going to do this and then catch a break, then get to the rest of the W's and L's. But a W goes to Ryan, to South Lafouche High School, to HL Bourgeois, to Coach Kali, to everyone that was involved in the planning of that. Um, one of the coolest and most special things that you ever see. Ryan Boudreaux is a very big Tarpon fan, um, special needs kid, uh, wheelchair bound. He got to get on the field and take a carry with the Tarpons and push the ball into the end zone. And I know 
that it made very, a lot of people in Memorial Stadium emotional. It made me emotional. Brian and the family, they were emotional. The goal of life is to make a difference, a positive difference. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what kind of car you have. I don't care what kind of house you have. The goal of life is to make a difference, a positive difference to someone. And everyone that was involved in that made a positive difference to that little boy. And that's what life is all about. So to my friend, I'm proud of you, brother. And to everyone else that was involved, thank you all so much for making that happen. It's play-by-play. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we've got our weekend W's and L's. There was a lot that happened over the weekend. And we'll talk about it all in the next segment of the show. We'll be right back after this. The music on the bayou, the raging Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with. Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems, power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market feels like 
Nicole. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Just Claire here. We've got about 30 minutes left to spend on this Monday. It's Monday at 1230. That means it's time to get our weekend W's and L's. We already gave a W in the last segment of the show, but let's give out another one. First, we go to the E.D. White football team. They get a weekend W. Um, they're good. Oh, man, they're good. One of the things that they do so well, and I asked Kyle saying about this the last time we had him on the show. Um. He does, they don't miss tackles, like, at all. I don't know how they do that. Um, They don't miss tackles. Like, where they make contact with you, if they touch you at the 22-yard line, you're getting to, like, the 22-and-a-half, and and that's it. They tackle better than any high school football team that I could remember seeing in recent years. And then they're proficient in every phase. Offensively, they run their triple option. Sometimes it takes them a little while to get going, timing-wise, whatever it may be but they make it work. Defensively, they're ridiculous. Special teams, they're super good. They're good. They're going to be an 8-9, maybe even undefeated type team. They're that level of good in Division II. Division II's got more teams in it, so their bracket's going to be more difficult. Not that it wasn't difficult last year. I'm not throwing shade at what they accomplished, but their bracket is going to be more difficult, and I think that they're up for the challenge. They get a big W. They played super well. They look every bit the part like a contender. A weekend L. It goes to Max Johnson of Texas A&M. Max Johnson is not going to be the starter at Texas A&M. Uh, Jimbo Fisher opted to hand the starting position to another one of their quarterbacks. Is actually a gentleman who was on their roster last fall, got injured, and now is taking over the starting quarterback position. I lost his name. I had it handy on my notes. King. Yeah, King is going to be the Texas A&M starter for the upcoming season. Um Man, look, I, I never was altogether high on the young man. Thought that he didn't have a strong enough arm to play at the highest level. Then, you know, when you see the way that things went at LSU at the end and you hear some of the stories and make, you think to yourself, hey, maybe it was just a zoo at LSU and they were overlooking him. But Haynes King is going to be the starter in College Station. And now you got to do to left LSU to, as a starter to go be a backup somewhere else. That's a bad decision, Max. You cho- you should have chosen other school. Hayden King, or excuse me, Hayes King is a sophomore. Max is a junior. He's going to have to transfer again, barring some type of injury or something of the sort. He made a bad decision in picking his future school, and he's going to have to lay in that. Weekend W goes to the Hawaii Little League World Series team. They win the Little League World Series 
absolutely dominating the competition, like outscoring the competition, something like 50-something to 5 or whatever throughout the course of the tournament. They took no prisoners. They absolutely mauled through everybody that they played. So good on Hawaii, good on the youngins, and it's good to see there's still some good American baseball being played at the youth levels. Hawaii takes home the Little League World Series championship and makes all of our you know, American brethren proud. Weekend L goes to the Atlanta Braves bullpen. Um, I'm not surprised that the Cardinals beat the Braves two out of three. I actually predicted on Friday's show. Uh, but it is a little disappointing as a Braves fan to know that you had all three games won if the back end of your bullpen could hold up, but they just couldn't do it. Fatigue was the issue on Sunday. Kenley Jansen kind of losing his edge a little bit was the issue on Saturday. But the biggest issue is Brian Snicker's stupidity throughout the course of this of the, the season. Yes, it's going to be me complaining and whining about the baseball coach who just won the World Series, but in a blowout on Friday night, Brian Snicker threw his top relief forms and burned them for the rest of the weekend. Sunday, Kev, um, Kevin Mentor, what am I saying? A.J. Mentor threw... Um, for his third straight game, and was he had a he had a noodle arm. He got hit hard, two home runs. Um, those little minuscule mistakes at the edges that Snitker continues to make with his bullpen, primarily. I have no complaints about anything that Brian Snitker does, except for how he handles his bullpen. And it was an issue during the regular season last year too. Yeah, they won the world championship, but they were hovering around 500 for most of the year for a reason because they were losing games late because he can't handle his bullpen. What happens in the playoffs? You have more off days, so guys get more rest. So in the postseason, they just threw Matzik and Jackson and Will Smith every single game with Mentor in there as well, so it was easier to manage. But during the course of the season, he loses track of that sometimes, and it cost him in a big way. Conversely, that weekend, W goes to the Cardinals. I challenged him. I said, hey, look, you guys got to win a series against a big contender and kind of show, put the line in the sand, hey, we're in the National League too. They did it. They did it. They could have gotten swept. They could have also swept, too, because they had game one within their grasp and then let it snowball and let it get away. The Cardinals are a player in this thing. The Cardinals are a player in this thing because they've got a couple of things that matter in the playoffs. They've got a cause. They've got a purpose. They're trying to send Albert Pujols home with the world championship. They've got big, powerful home run hitting. The ball doesn't travel as far in the you know in the fall. But when you got guys like Goldschmidt and Arenado, they're hitting at 450 feet. They ain't worried about the air getting cold. So their power is going to travel into the fall. They've got an opportunity. I wouldn't favor them over the Dodgers. Who would? The Dodgers are 88 and 38. This year's Dodger team has a chance to end up going down as one of the best Major League Baseball teams in the history of the sport. They're on pace to win like 113 games or something ridiculous. So I wouldn't favor them over the Dodgers. But I'm also not just saying, oh, the Mets and the Braves and you know the Brewers and the Phillies. I'm not just saying that these other teams are decisively better either. I think the Cardinals are firmly in the thick of things for the chase of being that second team in the National League behind the Dodgers. Weekend L goes to AEW. I talk professional wrestling here, and I'm going to give AEW an L here for a couple of reasons. They had their big title match, you know, title unification match between um, CM Punk and Moxley on free TV on Wednesday. That 100% was the decision that was made based on some of the ratings that WWE has been pulling in recent weeks, and they were trying to pop a number. You know, they've been hovering their audience around 900,000 people for their Wednesday shows, which is sunken a little bit from actually where they had been. They've kind of taken a step backward, and they were expecting that the big title unification bout would draw them 1.3, 1.4 million viewers, and I thought the same, by the way. 
I thought it would be a big leap forward and they'd put up a real big number. They didn't. They drew just more than a million viewers, um, which is okay, but when you sell out and you push the poker chips all in, you would hope for something more than that, and it just reinforces what a lot of folks who are smart and savvy to the wrestling business, as a lot of the podcasts that I listen to with folks who are business experts in the wrestling industry are saying all the same. The same one million people watch that show every week. No one else. They haven't attracted any new audience. And the old saying in business is, if you ain't growing, you're dying. And I'm not saying that they're dying. They've got plenty of time. They're a young infant business. But for a young infant business, the trajectory should be different. They should be growing. And instead, they're staying stable. That's not a good thing. They should have posted a a bigger number than that. It's disappointing. And I guarantee you internally, it was a disappointing number as well, though they would never admit it. Weekend W goes to Rory McIlroy. He wins the PGA Tour playoffs and the $18 million that come with it. Scotty Scheffler had control of that tournament, but McIlroy comes from the woodwork on Sunday and brings it all home. Kudos to him for doing that. I'm not a Rory McIlroy fan. I think he's a loudmouth. I think he's a hypocrite. He gets money from Saudi Arabia companies all the time, but he's talking about all oh, the live golf this, live golf that. But you got to give the devil his due. He played super well throughout the course of the playoffs and brings brings home the title. So kudos to Rory McIlroy for getting the $18 million prize. Thought it was a little rich that he was making the money signs as he was walking to the clubhouse because he's shaming the live golf players for quote-unquote chasing the money but now making fun of those guys apparently for all the money that he's making. It's just kind of rich and kind of interesting because even with the $18 million that you made, you're still not making as much as the guys on the other tour. But that's another story for another day. That's neither here nor there. Weekend, L goes to Tom Brady. Y'all, there's something weird going on in Tampa. Like, there's there's just something weird going on. Tom Brady's back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He played in the preseason finale. He held, uh, held his post-game press conference. Something's just off. They asked him about his absence, and he said, oh, you know, it's personal stuff. You know, I'm 45. There's just a lot going on. And I don't know, man. Maybe he played super well this season. I'm not fully discounting Tampa, but... Just looking at him, like he's had some plastic surgery or something. His face don't look the same. He's noticeably thinner than what he normally is. Like something is off. His cheeks are very pointed. And like he's always been an attractive dude, but like he's blatantly had some plastic surgery. His hair's not the same. There's something going on with Tom Brady, the home issues and being away. And, you know, he said he's got stuff going on at the house. Like his attention isn't fully on being an NFL quarterback. And that's not a position that I think you could do 75% of the way, especially not at 45. And it just makes you wonder, like, I don't know how well this year is actually going to go. And I certainly think without a shadow of a doubt that no matter what, this is going to be the last hoorah and the last ride. He didn't do anything wrong. He played pretty well when he was out there in the preseason. So he doesn't get an L because of anything performance-based. Just something ain't right. Something ain't right. Go back and look. Maybe I'm seeing this wrong. Go back, football fans, and watch his post-game press conference after the last preseason game. Just look at his appearance. Look at the things he was saying. Just something's something is odd there. Something is fishy. Something smells like the fish to me, based on what's happening in Tampa. Weekend W goes to Vanderbilt football. Vanderbilt is one and zero. The Commodores rocking and rolling one and zero. In first place in the SEC standings for the non-conference chase, they go on the road and kill Hawaii this past weekend. Vanderbilt was a nine-point favorite against Hawaii. They won 63-10. to The Commodores trounced Hawaii. Look, 
I don't think Vanderbilt's an SEC contender, not by any stretch of the imagination. But even for actual good football teams, it's hard to go to Hawaii and win. That's a long plane trip. You're focused on going to the beach and on other things, and we see a lot of teams go there who are better than Hawaii, but who don't play well because they got heavy legs and they're not focused. And to go up there and win by 53 is damn impressive. Very impressive. So kudos to Vanderbilt representing the SEC strong and putting a hurting on the Rainbow Warriors. Good job for Vanderbilt getting that done. Conversely to that, a weekend L goes to Scott Frost of Nebraska. I'm going to sound like a hater right here, y'all. About seven, eight years ago, there was a rash and a wave of Louisiana-based football players who were committing to Kansas because of like some assistant coach from New Orleans or wherever who was poaching guys. Like At one time, a lot of folks don't realize this, at one time early in his recruitment, Jamar Chase was actually a Kansas commitment because this fly-by-night vacuum salesman assistant coach from New Orleans was... Slew or was was influencing guys, getting them to go to and commit to Kansas. I think only one or two actually went. Um, I said at the time, this is dumb. Like, I, I if LSU is not your thing, that's cool. Go to Texas A&M. Go to Ole Miss. Go to Florida. Why would you go waste your career there? Oh, bro, we building something, bro. Can, Kansas pretty much hasn't won a game since this whole drama was happening. The same thing we're seeing right now playing out with Nebraska. They've got Coach Mickey Joseph, former LSU coach with Bebe in them. He's now at Nebraska as an assistant coach. There are a lot of secondary. They haven't gotten a big fish yet, but a lot of secondary players in Louisiana who are committed to Nebraska. Nebraska ain't going anywhere, dude. All offseason long, we had to hear Nebraska this, Nebraska that. Scott Frost is going to have a breakout year. There were some folks even predicting they could win 8, 9, 10 games. They lost in the open in Northwestern despite being a heavy favorite in the game. Scott Frost was a complete nightmare in the game, making just one bad decision after another. And they're already, as a university, talking about, or not maybe not necessarily as a university, but in the working media around that area are already talking about, all right, we got to move on from this dude. Like, what's going on? They're not going anywhere. This is not the 70s and the 80s. People aren't running the triple option anymore. you got to have skill. you got to be able to throw the football. you got to be able to beat teams on the edges now. Nebraska doesn't have good high school football, folks. you got to get guys from outside. They're not doing enough of it. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. They're selling you a lie. When he's recruiting you and he's telling you, oh, man, look at all these championship trophies. Those are from the 70s and the 80s and early 90s. They're selling you a lie. That ain't coming back anytime soon. They're not going to be good this year. They're not going to be good next year. They're not going to be good as long as Scott Frost is the head football coach. They're going to fire him at the end of this year. They lose to Northwestern. They're not going to have a good season. In a couple of weeks, they're playing Oklahoma. Oklahoma's going to beat the hell out of them. They're going to get another loss there, and they're going to continue to lose in the Big Ten. They're not going anywhere. So for them, those of you who are committed to them, rethink that. Explore Tulane. Explore Southern Miss. Explore an Ole Miss. Look at some of your offers very carefully because the guy who's recruiting you is about to be part of a staff that is going to get fired. Just saying. And Weekend W goes to our area, Lafouche Parish, the Bayou region. I'm not going to just say Lafouche Parish, the Bayou region. 
Today's the one-year anniversary of Hurricane Ida's landfall. There are people who are hurting. There are people who are in need of a hug today. Be kind. Please be kind to people today. But as I look out of my window here at Coastal Broadcasting, I see life as normal. People coming and going. The traffic lights are on. One year ago today, they were not. We have internet. We have phones. We have a roof over our head. And while, yes, I do still know people who are living in a camper, by and large, they're in the final stages of that. Either about to buy a new home or about to finish the renovations on their current home. There are a lot of businesses that didn't come back, but damn, there sure are a lot that have too. We made ourselves, or let me rephrase that. We made our situation, which was a very difficult situation, so much better than what it otherwise would have been because of our strength, our grit, our determination, and our unwillingness to accept anything else. Y'all, storm relief efforts are not easy, but they were easy in Lafouche because we had a team full of philanthropists who were unwilling to accept less than the best for our area. Every single day in about for about 60 to 90 days after Ida, you could drive up and down LA 1 and 308 and eat three meals a day because there were food giveaways every day. You could drive up and down LA 1 and 308, 308 and get supplies for free. Based on businesses lending their parking lots, people lending their time, chefs and you know uh, volunteers lending supplies, food, whatever it may be, there were some people who went without. There are always people who slip through the cracks. But I know I didn't miss a meal during those months. And a lot of my friends and family and everything were super appreciative too. Those situations we take for granted here, it's not like that everywhere else. You remember the video of a, of a storm hitting Florida and President Trump having to go and he was throwing paper towels into the crowd because the people didn't have supplies? That would never happen here because we wouldn't let ourselves go without. That's unique to us. We have that inner toughness. That's unique to us in our area. So as I'm sitting here in the one-year anniversary of Ida, I'm saying kudos to everybody who cooked the meal, who distributed a bottle of water, who handed out ice, who lent their property for a supply distribution event. To everyone who did that, you're why this area kicks ass. You're why this area is the best, and we're such an awesome place to live. It's because of people like you. So on the one-year anniversary of Ida, instead of you know scrolling through Facebook and being melancholy and somber about you know seeing all the devastation, be grateful that you live where you live because there are a lot of other places around the country that if they would have taken that punch in the mouth, they wouldn't be doing as well as we're doing one year later. I'm so thankful to be here. So thankful to our area. Lafouche Parish, the Bayou region, we all get a big weekend W. We're going to be okay, y'all. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to get our betting picks, and then we'll get out of here. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Having a great show. Hope you guys are enjoying on KLEB. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. 
Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. For nearly half a century, Tiger Rag Magazine has covered all things LSU sports. The 2003 National Championship with Coach Nick Saban. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. The 2007 National Championship with Coach Les Miles. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. And the undefeated season of the 2019 National Championship with Coach Ed Ordron. Tiger Rag was there with coverage from the practice field to the hoisting of the trophy. But in all these years of LSU sports moments, there has never been a more exciting time to be a Tiger fan than now. A new era has arrived at Tiger Stadium. Coach Brian Kelly has arrived in Baton Rouge with aspirations of grasping the one thing, one thing. that has eluded his illustrious career, a national championship. It takes hard work. It takes a commitment. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there every step of the way as Coach Kelly attempts to solidify his status in Louisiana immortality. Follow each moment with Tiger Rag Magazine on newsstands now online at TigerRag.com. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. Our focus is to get you back to work, Louisiana. I'm Sine Balavaso. Come into our office. We have the resources and services you need. The people who work here have the passion to do the work. One thing we want them to know is that they matter. There is a great need here in the city of New Orleans. One of the things that we're trying to do here is provide opportunities. We're ready to get the citizens of New Orleans back to work. Find out how the Louisiana Workforce Commission can help you at laworks.net. Went long in our W's and L's, so I'm really up against it here for our betting picks, so we'll do this as quickly as I can. Tomorrow, we've got Stan Grav off our Terrible in General Tuesday. We'll be talking about high school week one and everything in between. Our first betting pick, I like the Minnesota Twins to win and defeat the Red Sox, covering the minus 125 money line tonight. Dylan Bundy throwing for Minnesota. Brian Bello throwing for Boston. Boston just can't pitch it, y'all. They, they their, their pitching staff is is terrible. 
They gave up 12 runs yesterday. Uh, they're not going to the playoffs. They're far outside of the chase. The Twins actually still do have something to play for. They're only two games out of first place in the Central. I think Minnesota's going to play well with Bundy on the mound. I think they're going to get the win today. Um, I also like this one, which is I like the – oh, goodness. Come on, pull up. Oh, yeah, I like the Brewers to win covering the minus one and a half, and I'll also even take this minus two and a half um, run line against the Pirates. They're throwing Corbin Burns at home against the Pirates. Corbin Burns against that offense should roll. He's got 190 strikeouts already this year in 152 innings. He's a workhorse. If Milwaukee scores four runs, they should cover minus two and a half because I don't see Pittsburgh scoring more than one run in that ball game. So I like the the Brewers to take care of business there. And the last one that we got for you is I like the Dodgers to roll. I think they're going to cruise past Miami, covering minus one and a half. Um, I also like this as a combination. If you want to parlay it, Dodgers and Yankees both in a money line, but I like the Dodgers to cover minus one and a half. Tony Gonsolin in a big part uh, should be good. Uh, Pablo Lopez on the mound for the Marlins. Uh, he's been hit or miss. That's it for me, y'all. Y'all have a wonderful rest of the day. Take care of yourselves. We'll be back tomorrow. God bless everybody. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE. 102.7 FM Golden Meadow.